Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. I am your host, Brian Convery. On today's Coffee with Convery podcast, we are going to continue the series Sports Talk, where my guests share how being an athlete has helped them to propel their skill building, change their mindsets, and their futures. Sports Talk also helps us understand the other side, which is the hurdles and barriers that some athletes face while being in school, participating in those sports, and trying to balance the transition into the workplace. Today, my guest is Ben Lesage. Ben Lesage graduated from UBC in 2019, having completed a degree in mechatronics engineering with a minor in commerce. While in university, Ben played varsity rugby alongside his studies and completed a few internships across various fields, including one at RBC where we first met. He has continued with his athletic pursuits still graduating, currently playing for the Toronto Arrows in the MLR, as well as the Canadian National Rugby Team. Welcome, Ben, to the show. It's exciting to have you here today. Why don't you uh, go ahead and share a little bit more about yourself? Hey, Brian, I appreciate you having me on and, and think this is a great initiative. Um, I think you, you did a great uh, first summary there. So just to add a few things, I guess, originally from Calgary, um, and moved to Vancouver for school, for university. Um, and I kind of grew up playing rugby, but it wasn't until university where I actually started taking my rugby pretty seriously and realized there there might be kind of life after or some, some sport after university per se. And um, was always dedicated to my studies, always getting a job was important to me. And so kind of struggled there, had a lot of time to think about while in university, how to balance the two and how to make sure I kind of set myself up well for for my professional life, but also kind of be able to continue pursuing my athletics, which I was quite passionate about. So like you said, kind of tried to juggle the two while, while I was in university. And since then decided mostly to focus on rugby full time uh, after graduating, kind of just put my head down to play rugby, to, to make a world cup team for Canada, um, signed an, a professional contract with the arrows and, and still loving my rugby and, and playing as much as I can. That's amazing. And I have to ask the question because I, I stumbled a little bit on the word mech. Is it mechatronics engineering? That's correct. It's it's a, a joint program that they have. I think it's at UBC. It's in a few different programs. It's basically in the mechanical engineering department, but you can kind of opt in or go to the sub option, which is a combination of mechanical and electrical. So you just get a bit more exposure to kind of circuits, some extra computer engineering courses, those sorts of things. So they, they liken it to robotics, essentially. So you're building the mechanical uh, structures, but then able to, to wire it or, or code a little bit. In theory, don't, uh, don't ask me to code a robot tomorrow or uh, you might be a little disappointed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I always learn well, various coffee chats we've had in the past, but I always learn from coffee chats myself, something new. And, uh, and I wasn't sure as I was pronouncing that word that I quite got it right, but Thank you for the explanation. That makes a lot of sense. Um, as we get going here, you know, I wanted to, you know, kind of do some rapid fire questions and just get us warmed up. So I'm going to ask a few questions that I always ask my guests. So what is your favorite most used emoji? Hmm, I, I'll probably go with uh, just the fire emoji. You know, I get, I like to use it whenever I'm like fired up or get excited about something. And so send a lot of fire emojis i guess fired up fire all right yeah if you could eat just one food for the rest of your life what would it be 
Uh, I'm not very good at making it myself, but the past few years I've been on kind of a poke binge. So I'll, I'll go with poke or like sushi type um, poke bowls. I feel like I could eat that three times a day and, and not get sick of it, I think. Yeah, those are really good. I know I haven't had one in a while. Those are those are pretty nice. They're unreal. Yeah, good choice. Uh, favorite way to spend a day off? Uh, it's probably probably pretty boring. It'd just be read the news in the morning, maybe go for a walk to get some fresh air. I was never never a coffee drinker actually until this past year, just spending so much time in quarantine and my roommates are coffee drinkers. So so now I'd probably grab add grab grab a nice coffee to to the itinerary but beyond that it'd be pretty pretty plain day all right that's okay you got a busy life so taking a, a pretty plain approach or a relaxed day is always the best way to spend a day exactly <clears throat> do you are you one to hit the snooze button or do you wake up immediately I wake up immediately and I'm very grateful for whatever genes I was, I was kind of given to, to be able to do so. So it's pretty easy for me to get up in the mornings. All right, great. And um, if you had to pick a word, what is your favorite word? The, the first word that comes to mind is maybe epiphany. Just, I like the, I kind of like the definition behind it, but it's also kind of uh fun to say it's got some interesting syllables in there uh some neat uh the ph for the f i don't know i like the word epiphany <laughs> i love this question because you get so many words i've had snow because there was snow around epiphany because <laughs> it I, I love the word epiphany and it also sounds cool you're right so yeah, thank you for that world. no problem good questions all right so as we get into now sort of the meat of it and just talking through you know, many, many folks like yourself had made that high school to post-secondary to work, um, you know, and also to sports um, transition. Um, some are doing it now. Uh, you know, some of our listeners are high school students thinking about what should I do and getting prepared for that, that journey into the post-secondary. And then others are starting to, you know, break down the barriers and trying to get their first work experience. So... With your overall, you know, multiple transitions that you've taken or paths that you've led, um, can you share maybe how sports and fitness have played a role in your life and and what you've learned along the way overall? Yeah, no, I mean, great question and probably such an integral part of kind of who I am and, and where I am now. Um, there's both kind of the the actual sports that I've played and, and the places that I've been able to travel and and compete um, and the like life experiences that it's brought that that have been amazing but I think beyond that just different aspects that that transfer to to school or the workplace I think discipline is a big one so having kind of time management and, and making smart decisions on the weekends or whatever it is to be able to to kind of meet all your responsibilities I think that that's a big aspect that that sport translates off the field as well. Um, I find that actually for, for myself personally, having some athletic, whatever it is, even if it was kind of intramural dodgeball, something going on is a good distraction from the work as well, like school in itself or work in itself. If you just have one focus going on, it's easy to, to kind of get all consumed in it. And if something goes bad at work or if you had a bad 
bad test score or whatever it is, there's, there's no real distraction from it. So having that sport actually can be an amazing place where, where, you know, you can go take your mind off something else that's bugging you. Or similarly, if something's not going great on the field, you can bury your head in the book. So I think it adds some sort of balance in your life and you're able to kind of split those highs and lows. And then the last point I'll just make is, it's probably the friendships and the network. I think a lot of my professional opportunities have actually come through people I've met over the course of my rugby career. And um, similarly, some of my greatest friends or, or some of the my teammates over the years. So, so I think kind of my, my friend group and, and my professional opportunities as well, like I said, are, are really shaped and have been defined by, by some of that athletic aspects and, and pursuits that I've had over the past few years. Yeah, very, very interesting. So, you know, mind, body, but also that sense of community, huh, as well. Absolutely. And, and, and that's going to translate, like, I'm not going to pretend like I'm going to play rugby the rest of my life, right? And, but I, I can guarantee that a lot of the, the guys I've played with are going to remain close friends along the way. And, and it does become difficult. I mean, university is a little easier to make friends, but I mean, when you move to new cities or you move, um, even just new areas or you take on a new job like it's it's really in high school and university where there's so many natural kind of friend meeting opportunities so to speak right but once you hit the corporate world and there's it's lacking a little bit more and it's harder to to find those communities and and those sorts of things so so that having that athletic piece i think adds a whole other dimension to it and and has really helped me kind of continue to meet fascinating people, really great individuals and, and develop strong bonds. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's good to have, you know, as you refer to distractions, but also, um, focus right on some of these opportunities. So no, totally. great, great to hear that. And, and, um, and, and how that's played an active role, you know, the other, um, you know, as you're reflecting on school and it was interesting today, cause it came up whether high school or post-secondary, I don't think this question really matters either, but it's the idea that, you know, maybe there's something you've learned as a life lesson or something you felt that you weren't prepared for that wasn't taught in school that perhaps could be. Did, have you have any ideas or thoughts around something like that that you might share with the, the listeners? Um, interesting. It's a good question. I mean, I have a lot of random ones. I listening to your one of your earlier episodes of the podcast i agreed with whoever kind of said personal finance or taxes i think that's an an obvious one to me i think a lot of what's missing and and can kind of speak directly from it from an engineering perspective is kind of a lot of problems or topics are dove into so deep and so you understand like the real nuances and the equations and and kind of the very specifics but then it's hard to to kind of zoom out to, I guess, so to, to use computer coding or something, for an example, you can understand the logic and you can be able to write a piece of code. But if you're kind of to go off on your own, it's like, well, where do I write the code? I think there's like a disconnect between some of these nuts and bolts specifics that get taught, but there's a not necessarily maybe the route to actually where to apply them. And so that gap um, to allow people to self-serve a little bit and to remove themselves from a classroom. I think it's that practical aspect that, that I've found myself is, is sometimes missing. And, and you see that in terms of like technical schools are getting more popular or online courses to kind of supplement um, university where, 
where that practical element is is like enforced or it's such a big more part of an emphasis so i think that's mm -hmm. it's getting added over time but just kind of one of our, my observations maybe it it's interesting because when you think about the words of applied learning and you know even the fact that march is national co-op and work integrated learning month here in uh, canada you know when i think about applied learning and work experience you know not everyone gets some of those opportunities to do a work term or an internship and that's where sometimes a lot of that maybe not book to work but applied learning gets you know uh gets gets understood or gets gets done and sometimes that's part of the tough part right because if you're an athlete you may not be able to get off the court or the field or the the time from your sport to do an internship and then you go through your schooling and at the end you know you get someone on the other side of the table saying well you don't have that experience but in fact you have that experience from sports right um some of those things that you've learned 100 percent agree i think you you nailed it there that um co-ops and, and kind of work experience is a huge part of getting that applied learning and figuring out um yeah th there's only so much you can learn out of a book at, at some point you got to go do it and to be honest just to to give you an idea or like a, a personal story that relates to that my my first opportunity when i got first got called up to the the men's national team for the for rugby i was working on, a, on an internship for Syncrude um, mm -hmm. in calgary that was my very first co-op job um so I, I mean was taking it super seriously was like happy to have gotten a job in the first place um but i got that that invite and i got the invite probably three weeks into my internship but i mean the the role's only four months over the summer so quite short anyway but at a time that should have been super exciting and kind of accomplishing a goal and to be able to go to this camp that that should have been so exciting i was honestly more stressed than anything because i had to figure out how to talk to my manager how to ask for time off um and, yeah. and it, it all worked itself out, to be honest, and, and have been very fortunate over kind of the different opportunities I've had to have incredibly supportive people who have wanted to support that rugby and, and made it work. But I was just kind of overwhelmed with a sense of stress and kind of worried about how to make this work and talk to my manager when um, it was in, in theory at the time, one of the peaks of my athletic career. Right. So it, it is definitely challenging for athletes um, to, to balance the two and and really relies on on today to have kind of a support system and, and people who, who want to help you succeed. Yeah, wow, that 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 frames it right there. I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah, I could imagine the stress, the anxiety, you know, having the conversation in your head where you should be like jumping over the moon over this. And then now you're it's conflicting, right? With with what you've signed up for, um, which then goes against other values that you might have with commitment and other things. So that, thank you for sharing that. That's a, that's a really, um, you know, that's a, like I said, it frames it up for people who are, you know, going through that or feeling that as well and trying to figure out how to navigate it. Yeah. Yeah. And what I've learned is it worked out that time. And I learned that, like I said, a lot of people do want to support it. And so, I mean, my very next internship at Stantec, the same thing happened they let me out as well and so i started getting a little less worried to ask those questions um and over time that was kind of same thing i'd have to miss school i'd have to miss big exams i'd have to ask for labs to get moved around 
Um, and the more and more I got comfortable with that, the more I realized like, hey, it's okay to ask questions, right? The worst that you're gonna say is no, um, and, and you figure it out. But um, yeah, I think that that was a big learning is just most people wanna help you and, and you're just kind of stressing yourself out more than anything. Like, uh, it, yeah, I think that, that goes without saying. So um, definitely yeah. ask those questions and, and people will try and work with you and, and try and pursue those opportunities. Don't close doors just because you think you're an athlete and, and they won't be open to, to kind of accommodating you. Absolutely. Uh, so next up, um, just trying to get, you know, a little bit more personal about you and, you know, you just did share a challenge that you had, but maybe there's something else you want to add or something you want to bring up, but, um, can you share with me and the audience, what's been one of your big challenges, you know, in life and maybe how you overcame it or are overcoming it or whatever the case may be? Yeah, no, I mean, I'll preface the question by saying I've been incredibly fortunate um, over kind of my life. I've not had to go through any kind of like harrowing um, challenges or uh, my setbacks are minor compared to, to so many other people out in the world and what they're going through. So I want to acknowledge that. To be honest, the, some of the biggest challenges have probably just been related A, to, to kind of rugby injuries and, and overcoming that. And then be during those injuries, kind of like understanding my identity around being an athlete and those sorts of things. So, I mean, it was actually uh, pre pre making that, like making the senior national team back when I was playing underage, like U20 Canada, I tore my ACL. Um, and then kind of after recovering from an ACL, I broke my thumb and then I broke a wrist. So over kind of like a, a year and a half period, I had three fairly ma major injuries and didn't play much rugby. Um, so, I mean, to that point in my life, like being an athlete and playing rugby is just such a core part of my identity. Um, having to find things outside of rugby was, was a challenge and, and not knowing whether I was going to return to high level rugby and all those sorts of things were just kind of difficult challenges that I grappled with. So I think in, in hindsight definitely was for the better because gave me an opportunity to, to focus on friendships, to focus on school, to really build that identity outside of just being an athlete. Um, but at the time was definitely challenging and um, not something I'd, I'd want to go through again. You know, that's, um, that is really insightful. Like thinking through what you just said um, and the identity piece, uh, it makes, it makes me think about the athletes and the student athletes and the, the pros and others that, you know, sometimes we, we define ourselves by what we do. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, and when you actually look at it, which is, I'm going to, I'm going to skip ahead to this question. Cause it's actually more in line with what you're talking about. You sure, know, sure. I have this question going constantly right now with young people I meet all the time. And, you know, every time we talk or when I meet someone, we lead with what we do, not who we are. So they'll, you know, I'm a student at XYZ school or, you know, I, I work at, you know, I'm a, an intern for this or I'm a Java developer. And I'm always like, no, 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 that's like what you do when, you know, I'm trying to help you as you get into these conversations for jobs and you want to stand out is really what are your values and how do your values and skills, not so much credentials, but your values and skills enable you to be successful. And it, it's really about changing the conversation. And I talk about this in the other podcasts as well. 
Um, and I'm seeing when there's a change in this conversation, people feel more enabled than going to that identity of, of what they do. So maybe could you talk to us a little bit about your values and what, you know, what describes you as a person and how have you found, you know, you just shared a little bit there with how the values and skills have enabled you to, to grow. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, it's the classic, how do you, how do you get work experience without getting it? And, and when you just evaluate people on, on credentials, or maybe they haven't had the same luck or, or been afforded the same opportunities. So, um, definitely that's just kind of the way it seems like society has been modeled and evaluates people now, but I like that, that change of mindset to, to kind of go values and skills based as a first, um, assessment. So, I mean, for myself, the things, I guess. I, I pride myself in and have helped get me to to where I am in, in the various aspects of my life are, are probably resiliency um, and work ethic, I think go hand in hand. So try and respond to some of the low points or some of the challenges I faced with kind of just more determination and um, the grit, I guess, to to work through those and, and not give up and, and related to those and, and other values, probably optimism. Um, I try to I try to kind of be optimistic and upbeat day to day and then understand that the bad times are, aren't forever and then to just be fortunate to to kind of take each day as they come. So I, I really drive that that optimistic piece and it wasn't something that I really understood about myself, I don't think, until until kind of later years of university to realize kind of that that everyone necessarily maybe didn't think the exact same way that I did. And and to me it was a kind of a, a beneficial thing for myself and and totally understand it's sometimes hard to wrap your to change mindsets and and kind of incredibly tough to yeah to to kind of frame frame your your thoughts in certain ways and, and that's kind of an ongoing conversation around mental health and those sorts of things but I think trying to approach it with as much optimism as possible has has certainly got me uh, a long ways in like I said, both on and off the field in, in all aspects of life. Yeah, you're hitting upon some of the things that, you know, I've been seeing and I'm trying to almost undo with the young people I meet as they're preparing for work or the next part of their journey is like, we're so over-programmed of yes. how to act and what to do and what to say and when to say it. And, you know, and this is a structured resume and this is a structured every, everything's so structured that, you you almost become rigid in mind and and to, if you can break free of that um it's really where everyone thrives and you know how do we how do we do that i read a i read a quote i've shared it before but it's uh around how how come we tell children to draw on the lines but when they become an adult we tell them to think out of the box <laughs> right. right right and it's so true because you know, I guess I was one that never drew in the lines anyways, but um, <laughs> so I probably drove my parents nuts. But, you know, that's that that quote means a lot because it's you're asked to do one thing and then all of a sudden you're asked to do something else. So it's interesting to reflect on that. So thanks for thanks for going deeper in that. I think there's a lot, a lot of wisdom in that. Um, sure, sure. When you think about. Um, I also saw this quote that yesterday's dreams aren't always today's reality. And it made me reflect on the past couple of years myself. And, you know, sometimes you set out as a young kid and dream that you're going to be this, or, 
you know, you're in university and you're definitely going to do this. But the reality is priorities change. And that's fine because as, as we always say, life happens. So as you looked at your priorities and how they've changed over time, um, can you talk a little bit about how you managed through that and, and maybe why some of those priorities changed? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think that's an evolving, evolving sort of thing, right? There's, they're always kind of uh, changing based on different circumstances. And like you said, it's, it's hard to predict in some cases. So I think just in terms of me, I think the way I used to think and just for my own sake, I liked to have a very kind of structured or laid out plan. And I was like, this is where I want to be in a few years. This is where I want to be in five years. It was like, excited to graduate high school, excited to graduate university, excited for the first job, right? Like looking towards future milestones and, and anything that got in the way, even if it was positive opportunities, right? Like, like rugby ended up, I had to add time to my university degree um, to make that work. And, and so that was kind of like a, an unexpected wrinkle. So I think now just the, the way I've prioritized my thinking and been able to, to shape my mindset is just kind of appreciate the, first of all, to embrace um, uncertainty. And I think COVID has, this past year has only kind of added to that, right? Where we don't even know where we're going to be a month or two from now. Um, so embracing uncertainty and then appreciating kind of every day and the small things um, and not just kind of, of a milestone event, but the day-to-day build up towards that event and the highs and lows. So I've just kind of tried to put a lot, prioritize, embracing those journeys uh, mm-hmm. i keep keep using that word but that's exactly exactly the way i think about it and um i think yeah have, have really enjoyed that way and have a, a bit more peace of mind and, and a bit more at ease with not necessarily knowing where i'm going to be a year from now or, or around the corner but knowing that i'll absolutely en- enjoy the journey to to wherever that might take me yeah absolutely and it's it's all about the journey and uh and priorities and changing it. You're right. It is. It's a way of life. That's what happens. Um, so we're we're almost to the end of the show, and I just thought maybe really quickly, if there was anything you know, thinking about our listeners, whether they're you know in school, prepping to get ready to go to school in the fall, or or thinking about things that you've you've learned along the way. Is there any tips or tricks that you might want to leave the audience with today? Well, I, I think in terms of advice is probably just to not underestimate yourself. I, I met a lot of people in university who said they were incredible high school athletes, but didn't pursue it in university because they were there to focus on school and, and weren't sure about the time management and all those sorts of pieces. And I think, to be honest, the best way to learn about yourself and your limits is to to kind of take on as much as you can. And And if you are overloaded, it's okay to admit that and scale back a bit. But I think a lot of people are overcautious and miss out on opportunities or don't say yes to certain things because uh, because of they're they're a bit scared of, of taking that on and so they they underestimate what their true capacity is. So I, I mean, my philosophy has always been like, hey, if you if you love it, you're going to make time for it and you're going to make it work. So so for me, it was rugby was a no brainer, school was a no brainer. I was always going to make those things work. So even if it wasn't necessarily athletics, but a certain club or something you wanted to do outside of school. I mean, if, if you're passionate about it and, and you want to make time for it, I can guarantee that that one way or another, you're going to get through it. And, and 
Um, so that, that would probably be the big thing is, is don't turn down opportunities. And if, and if something pops up, even that's not on your radar and you think it might be interesting, at least give it a go, show up to that first meeting, go to that first club event. Um, cause that's, those have always been the, the things that I say yes to are always the ones that surprise me and have gotten me further along or met crazy, interesting people. And, um, so yeah, that's, that's what I would probably say. That's some great advice. And, uh, wow, just really inspiring advice and ideas for people to think about and, you know, just go for it. Right. I, I, I even people use the word risk taking so, so frequently and I'm like, is it really a risk or is it, you know, right. <laughs> like, yeah. just go for it, just do it. Um, but anyways, that's, um, thank you so much. Uh, that's really all the time we have for today. I want to thank you so much. It was so great to catch up with you. It's been a, a while and hearing how successful you've been and the, all the journeys you've been on. So thanks for being a guest on, uh, on the sports talk segment, uh, which is a new, a new, uh, approach and thanks for being a part of it. No, like I no. said, lo love the initiative and. Um, hope that I'm sure you're going to be kind of inspiring a, a lot of people listening to the podcast. So appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Ben. So for the listeners, if you liked what you heard today, please share this podcast with your network. This has been Coffee with Convery. And until next time, stay well.